Welcome back to the Limitless Life Podcast. Before I dive into talking about this episode and the guest I have, I'm just going to preface this by saying it's a beautiful summer day. I have my window open. There are screaming children outside and dogs barking. So if you hear that, welcome to my real life. We actually recorded this episode probably about three weeks ago, and I'm just adding in this intro part now. Um, You know, life got a little bit crazy, and I wasn't able to edit it. And I know people are going, oh my god, you edit your own podcast? Yes, I find it incredibly relaxing. And also, energetically, it's easier for me to edit the podcast than to try to, you know, get somebody else to do that who maybe isn't able to feel that type of stuff like I would. So I like to edit my own podcasts. Today on the show, I'm speaking with my good friend Barat Oza. He is a magician. After over a decade as a holistic life coach, Barat's experiences with ayahuasca actually led him to study shamanic practices and plant medicines. Currently, he offers energy work, sacred plant medicine ceremonies, cambo, somatic plant medicine integration, and retreats. He also brings a trauma-informed, compassionate, empowering approach to all of his modalities, which is really why I wanted to get him on this episode to talk about the things he does and to talk about a lot of the misconceptions about plant medicine and some of the things in that realm. So let's dive into this. Are you feeling stuck in life or in business? Maybe you're not magnetizing the money or the relationships that you're trying to manifest. Perhaps you're finding yourself stuck in opposing patterns. One minute you're in high performance mode and the next you feel totally drained, disconnected, and burnt out. If any of that sounds familiar, then this is the podcast for you. I'm Brenda Johnston and this is the Limitless Life Podcast. After changing my own relationship to success and more importantly myself, I was able to turn my passion into profit. I've also learned over the years how to make the deep transformational work easier and more effective, which is why I am obsessed with the power of the subconscious mind. And this is a place that I help people just like you strategically unlock your abundance mindset, activate your true manifesting capabilities, so you can finally have the limitless life that you're meant to have. So I'm here today back on the Limitless Life podcast with a dear friend, Barat Oza, and we are going to be talking all things plant medicine, what it's like to embrace your human side. Really, we're just going to talk because that's what you and I do best. (laughs) We talk about all sorts of things. We've known each other for years. We're kind of evolving and growing together in very similar ways. I know years ago when we first met, I was all about the Ooh, let's go to the higher places and do all the things not which is cool I'm not saying that's not cool yeah, but like yeah. at some point you actually have to be grounded in the human experience so that we were talking and I'm like we really need to have this conversation so thank you for giving me your time and hanging out with me today always I love talking with you and, and these are topics that I freaking love so I'm excited I'm excited because For those people who don't know who you are, you are a shamanic practitioner. Is that the correct term? You know what? Sometimes I I wonder like, so what am I? 
Like I, 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 I it is one of the things I do, um, but I do so many things. I guess being a manifesting generator, it's like, what is your, you know, title? I guess, right? Who but am I? <laughs> I know the the ever, uh, I guess, evolving question. I wanted to have this conversation with you because one of the things that you do 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 one of the things you do yeah. do is you help facilitate plant medicine ceremonies for people yeah. and anybody who knows me you know you are the only person that I will refer people to for this process thank you because I feel like there's a lot of misconceptions out there about the purpose and benefits of plant medicine because a few years ago especially everybody was all about the ayahuasca and it was like let's go on a trip and do all these crazy things and so that's really one of the reasons I love how we just dove right into this stuff I love it yeah let's do it no small talk but we have a lot to say that's why so I want to kind of help people out there who who maybe are not familiar with plant medicine or who maybe are like, you know, I'm kind of thinking I would like to do this, but I don't really understand it. I don't know what to expect. Like, am I just going to go into some weird trippy space and talk to space aliens? Like what, what happens? So first of all, talk about the different types of plant medicine maybe that you do with people. Yeah. So there's, there's a, there's a few different plant medicines. Um, not all of them are psychedelic, right? So, so the one that's psychedelic that I serve, technically it's a fungus, it's, it's mushrooms, magic mushrooms, right? Or psilocybin. Um, and the other plant medicines I serve, one's called hape, which is a snuff that you blow through your nose. It's not a psychedelic, uh, but it's an extremely grounding medicine. Um, and then the other one that I serve, that's a plant medicine, it's called sananga, which is these eye drops. Um, <laughs> I have my own name for that, but that's fine. We'll call it that. <laughs> or like hot sauce from the Amazon or something. Burn uh, your fucking eyeballs out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But again, so so powerful and transformative. Um, so the one that I serve that's a psychedelic is obviously the mushrooms. Um and uh, yeah, we can we can chat about that. Yeah, and so for everybody listening, I my body and my energy, I've never experienced the plant medicine because my body and energy just, I'm very activated as it is, mm. which we learned when we did burn your fucking eyeballs out years ago, yeah. when you took me on a really cool journey to like also meet one of my spirit animals. Yeah, My system <laughs> did not want yeah. that medicine, sure. which I did not understand until probably a year later when I was working with one of my mentors and she's like, you're really activated. So your system wouldn't want that stuff. Right. But it's also why when people ask me if I know, but I'm like, you need to talk to you. So let's talk about the mushrooms because I feel like there's a lot of misconception around that as well. What it, what is it, what is it ideally used for? I think there's so many uses, but uh, obviously now there's there's enough research on it where it's starting to become legalized in a lot of countries for, especially for therapy, for depression, anxiety, PTSD, trauma recovery. Um, Eons ago, 
um, you know, when we were probably cavemen, cave, there's actually a, a, what's it called? The uh, something ape theory. Basically, the theory is that we as apes, because we ate these magic mushrooms, our consciousness evolved. And that's how we actually evolved into having these brains and becoming humans. Um, if you look at this, there's a book again, clearly, I don't remember the name, but there's a beautiful book about this guy who's, who speaks about the use of psychedelics in ancient religions, especially Christianity. So psychedelics, not just mushrooms specifically, but psychedelics were, there's a lot of proof and there's a lot of contemplation that psychedelics were used pretty much religion or spirituality developed because of the use of psychedelics. So even if they've tested a couple of like these, these uh, containers that were used in churches where they used to sip the wine, uh, which we still do now. Uh, and when they've tested it, it had remnants of something called ergot, which is a fungus, I believe I could be wrong. But basically it's, it's psychedelic. Mm. And so not just the priests, but people were used to go there with reverence um, with intentions and you know the desire to connect with source and they used to sip this and they used to get into these states and collect wisdom and they used to come back shamans used to do the same thing they would go into isolation um you know work with let's say ayahuasca for example and they would if, if they're in the amazon they would use ayahuasca and they would come back with wisdom for their people um, a lot of shamans around the world in, let's say, Siberia and stuff like that, they used to get mushrooms. They do the same thing. Or the entire community, when it's, uh, I believe, winter solstice or something, the entire community would consume these mushrooms and go into these states to celebrate the solstice or even to celebrate what's next for the community. So there was a lot of, uh, and I'm sure they used recreationally i don't I, i'm not familiar with it but i'm sure uh because also there's there's a lot of speculation that when you look at a lot of these cave paintings or these ancient paintings there's these you know images of animals and humans merged together and these beings and you know we don't know factually are did these beings exist was it like you know aliens um, or were there visions? Were there visions from these psychedelics? Because mushrooms grow everywhere, you know? And so um, there's, there's a history of it being used for religion, it being used for spirituality, it being used to collect wisdom for the benefit of the entire community. Um, and now moving forward, it's used for so many, you know, anything from recreationally to, again, ceremonially, which is the way I serve it. Um, but also in therapy, there's a lot of like psychedelic therapy is becoming increasingly popular and it's going to blow up, uh, mm -hmm. no doubt, because just the, the, the benefits are tremendous. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so I also want to just talk briefly because we I got excited. And I just want to dive into this. I just want to explain to people like you've been doing some serious, serious training for all of this stuff. So can yeah. you just tell everybody a little bit about your background and how, how you learned how to do that? Like you didn't just read a book and go, I think I'm going to host some mushroom ceremonies because it might right. be fun. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of my training probably, I think everything that has led me here has been training, you know, my childhood experiences, 
to, you know, getting into the world of fitness and then holistic nutrition. Um, and then, you know, going through, you know, suffering is grace. And so we all have had suffering. And when you, you know, work through that suffering, you, you, you get your medicine and you get your tools and your wisdom. Um, so a lot of it has been, you know, I, I went through a difficult phase where I was now looking back at it. Clearly that was a divine guidance, but I was going to go to Peru to just, you know, see Machu Picchu and travel. And at that point I was like, there's this thing called ayahuasca, which I've heard about. Um, and this is, this is a guy who's not even had alcohol in his life. Okay. <laughs> and he's like, well, it, it shows you visions and I've heard there's potential for healing. So yeah, let's just book that also. And let's go into the Amazon fucking four hours into the Amazon GPS cannot find you. Uh, there's no network connection. Uh, and I'm just working with these shamans and I'm going to take ayahuasca. Great. Uh, so I show up there and um, I am very blessed. I am incredibly blessed to be always guided to the right people, the right teachers. Um, and so thank God, because there are, you know, uh, horrible stories that have, I've heard and read and things happen because they're all human. Um, and so thankfully I, I went, I worked with uh, the Shipibo people in the Amazon, which they're known for their lineage of working with ayahuasca. And like a lot of the shamans, my shamans were in their late fifties. My first set of shamans, it was a mother and a daughter. Uh, the mother was in her late 50s, 60s, probably. The daughter was in her 20s. Now, they've been working with ayahuasca since maybe they were eight. You know, so, so it's like in their blood, in their culture. Uh, and so I was very blessed to work with them. And the, the healing was just transformational after just the first ceremony. Um, it was supposed to be five ceremonies uh, over the course of, I think, like eight days or something. Uh, I just did the first four. I didn't feel the need for that fifth one. So I, I just sat out. I was in the space, but I didn't, I didn't consume anything. Uh, so that was my first introduction to psychedelics. It was like, what the fuck is this world? Um, and uh, so when I came back, uh, I was still practicing holistic nutrition, but I got interested in shamanism. So I started studying shamanism and sh shamanistic practices I was always doing Reiki at the time, but I started doing more of it. Mm. Um, and then uh, my friend introduced me to magic mushrooms and uh, he gave me some and I said, great, I'm going to do this in my home. Uh, I, I was safe in my home, nice environment, put on the music, nothing happened. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. I'm, I took three grams, which is a pretty psychedelic dosage. And I was like, okay, great. And then I think a few weeks later, I went to his place and we did it together and it was beautiful, uh, which also, I guess in some way was teaching me that the set and the setting mattered. And this is just my, me giving meaning to that experience because again, when you look at that history of magic mushrooms, they were always done communally, right? And so is that why my experience worked better, actually worked? when I was in community versus when I was alone in my house, was there a subconscious program in my brain saying, I don't actually feel safe doing this by myself, right? I was not aware of it. I felt pretty safe, but maybe there was a program saying, oh, I don't know, what if things go sideways? And so maybe I blocked it. Well, uh, and also the intention you went into it with, I yeah. feel like plays a really strong part. Cause I know when you 
take people through ceremony. You create a beautiful foundation. There's prep work. Like you don't just take anybody off the street and go, yeah, let's do a ceremony. There's a process to it. And that's why I I will refer people to you because you also understand like the mind component. You just said something really interesting. You're like, maybe I had this belief on a subconscious level that I wasn't safe. Yeah. Maybe you did. Yeah. And you know, from the work we've done together, (laughs) that if your subconscious doesn't feel safe about something, it'll be like, nope. Mm-mm. Yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> but doesn't it's also matter. beautiful how you take people through, you help them set their intention. There's prep work, you do the ceremony, and then there's integration work. So I think yeah. there's this huge, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. there's this huge misconception <laughs> that you just go do the mushrooms <laughs> yeah. and you come back and everything is great. Yep. When in reality, it could theoretically, if you don't go in with the right intentions, yeah, trigger some things. Totally, and and um, I just want to complete like the the training portion. Um, obviously, I had an experience that I went back to Peru where I did something called a, a dieta, which is again you pretty much live in isolation. You work with ayahuasca and and a specific plant that the shamans select for you. Uh, you don't talk to anybody. Uh, you eat one or two meals a day, or sometimes you dry fast, no water either. Um, but that's what the shamans do for eons, right? And I did that for 12 days. Uh, but that, again, I was shown things and I was brought back and I felt comfortable being able to hold space. At no point was I offering some kind of healing. Uh, I wanted to just, it's like kids, right? When we find something new, we want to share, look what I found. So I had that, I I had that excitement, but also from a very grounded uh, reverence space where, Hey, let me, let me share this experience with you, but let me create a safe container. Let me share my experiences with you in the sense that, you know what? The shamans always created safe space. There was always reverence. There was intention. With any psychedelic process, there is set setting, dosage. All of that matters. So that's how I start serving while still not only learning shamanic practices because, you know, you, you understand this. We don't exist only in this physical body. We're on a lot of planes of consciousness. And from a nervous system standpoint, yeah, you're... You know, mushrooms, for example, are bypassing your default mode network, which is where your ego construct is. So it is fragmenting your ego and your reality. From a spiritual perspective, you're traversing parallel lifetimes. You're connecting with different planes of consciousness, which you could not before. And so now, great, you went and did all this. Your field is blasted open. How do you come back and bring it back? And so I wanted to study the practices that allow me to do that if I need to for a person, you know, and so closing the field again, helping them reintegrate with, okay, my, my, I, I bypassed the default mode network, but now how do I come back to my identity? How do I honor my ego construct, you know? And so learning different tools, studying trauma, um, studying somatic integration, which is what I do post ceremony now. Um, so the, the training's been all of that and my own journeys after that. Like I've, 
being inspired and influenced by Shipibo shamans, I've always believed that part of my, I guess, uh, whether you call it the king archetype or the wizard archetype is go into isolation, go into your solo trips and come back with wisdom. And so I've done solo trips where, you know, with, with pretty high dosages and not saying everyone should do high dosages, but that's what felt right for me. Those trips also were training for me because those trips gave me a lot of information like, Hey, this is a way that you can bring someone back. If their, if their soul feels lost, you know, call their name, call, you know, remind them of their contract with you and contract with themselves and their family, bring them back, be careful of the dosage you're giving them. So I've had so much messaging come through those journeys where I feel very comfortable and confident to take someone on those journeys, you know? So, so uh, that's, that's been my training. Um, yeah, but I think yeah. that's really important. And I think we both kind of went through this thing and I had to learn just because I had the ability to crack people open, maybe it's <laughs> not a great idea, yeah. but in the beginning, because it's very exciting, right? It's like, oh, oh like I'm, I've had a lot of training with my mentor. I'm yeah. able to go to different planes of existence without the medicine. Yeah. And, and that was exciting to me. I was like, I want to take people into their own energy and have them look and do the thing that is not my place to teach that. (laughs) Especially because most people are not ready for that. Yeah. But it's exciting. And we get caught up in that. I'm using air quotes. We get caught up in the magic of it. Yeah. And the magic of like, holy shit, Mm -hmm. we actually have the ability to resource different layers of ourselves and different layers of consciousness and different layers of the universe, so to speak. And it's like, woo! Yeah. But then, like you, we both kind of had to learn, okay, if you want to go higher, you yeah. actually need to be grounded here. Totally. And that totally. was a tough lesson for me, especially. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, like... My guru Ramda says, uh, it's, it's nice that you go and talk to God, but you still have to remember your postal code. Yes. You know? And like, I think the part of it too is, and it's what I'm hearing you say is people go out, but then when you come back and mm-hmm. you have to live life, yeah, it can be kind of a downer if you're not rooted. Totally. It's like, oh. Yeah. And even <laughs> what, what do you do with, that experience how do you embody it right because again Rhonda says that the game is not to be high the game is to be free so if you had the intention of doing some healing work with yourself that's the goal the goal isn't to just go whoa this is great okay that was a cool experience but you've not done anything to bring that wisdom into your life right and I think that's why I'm big on the integration part which is why I do the you know, there's, there's a workbook that I've created that they, they work through uh, a week after that, we do a somatic integration phone call and then we figure out, okay, great. What's the game plan? How are we, you know, if there's changes to be made, how are we doing that? If there's a conversation you need to have with someone, how are we doing that? You know, uh, is, are there practices you need to do? Um, whatever that may be, maybe there's changes you want to make in your life, whether it's through, you know, maybe nutrition, maybe it's 
I need to have some kind of meditative practice or I need to learn boundaries or I need to, so it could be, you know, Hey, here's a book, you know? So it's, it's, we figure that out based on, again, the person's experience, but so you're literally giving them an action plan totally, so that they not only integrate, but they can start to embody all yeah. of this work because that's the thing too. Anybody can read a book yeah. and then go teach shit. And you can tell the difference between that and somebody who's fully embodying like the actual stuff, which is why I love the process you take people through. It's also interesting too, because like you don't just do the mushroom stuff, you do Cambo with people. And I think a lot of people are really interested in that as well, because it's not the psychedelic thing. You're not going. So can you explain what that actually is? Besides, because yeah. if I were to explain it, I was like, he, he puts frog poison on you. <laughs> Technically it is correct. Um, but, but combo is a venom from a specific frog in the Amazon. And um, the, the venom has amazing bioavailable peptides, which are basically proteins uh, that have a lot of benefits. So one, it's bioavailable, which means your cells, human cells literally open up and allow combo to go in so that it can do the work it needs to, uh, or even do the things that the cells were not probably able to sometimes because of nutrient deficiencies, stress, whatever, right? Um, So the way we administer it is we actually burn like a thin layer of the skin. So I take an incense stick and I make these little dots on the skin. Um, And then that's where the venom goes. The venom goes into your system through the lymphatic system. And then it does its magic. So it's got peptides that are very strong detoxifiers, amazing for the immune system. Uh, it's very powerfully anti-inflammatory. Uh, it's, a, it's a very, very strong painkiller. Uh, it's actually 30, 20, 30 times stronger than morphine. Um, yeah, uh, it's amazing. It's like antiseptic, antiviral, antiparasitic. Um, it's amazing for your nervous system. Uh, so it's got peptides that actually work on your nervous system. So anything from depression, anxiety, migraines, autoimmune conditions. Uh, I've worked with people, everything from MS to depression, to anxiety, to even suicidal thoughts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the feedback is tremendous. Um, so very powerful stuff, but it's intense. Just I, I always say everything from the Amazon is very intense, but it's transformational. Um, and the beautiful part about combo is it's very grounding. You know, most of us, because of our lifestyle and programming and traumas, we're either here or we're up out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and combo brings you in your body. There's no escaping it. Uh, you could, sometimes people try to escape it by passing out, but that doesn't last more than 10 seconds. Um, it keeps you so much in your body because there's nothing else to do. You, you have to feel the sensations. You have to feel the venom in your body. And it's so, so it's such a grounding medicine. Um, and it's short. It's, you know, the, the, the whole process, there's some purging involved. Uh, you may throw up or you may have bowel movements or whatever. Um, but it's, it's done in like 20, 30 minutes max. And most people will tell me that, oh, that was very short. Because they're so in their body, they don't realize that it's done. Mm. You know, uh, versus, and it, it makes people realize like how much we're here, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's usually the process. And then of course, you know, based on the, the, the intention or the health issue or whatever we may be dealing with, we pick specific points. The points could be acupuncture points, uh, 
um, chakra points, which are usually along your spine. Um, so there's specific treatments we can do based on what the intention is. And you actually do retreats throughout yes. the year. And I know this because I'm going to be at one of your next retreats doing a workshop with people, which yes. is be super cool because yeah. what you do and what I do just blends so beautifully together. Okay. And I'm super excited about that. So the retreat that you're hosting, mm -hmm. if people were to go to one of these retreats, what would they experience while they're there? So it's, it's a... It's a, it's a sh relatively short retreat. So it's like a weekend. It's like three days. Give yourself time to just get out of your regular, you know, the, the, the cycle that a lot of people are caught up in. And, and that includes us, right? We, we have this routine. We wake up. This is what we do. And that comes with certain thought patterns. That comes with certain triggers. That comes with certain uh, behaviors. And so... Taking those three days out of your regular environment, going into a very safe, calming space. My, my dear friend, Sandy, she has a beautiful homestead, her and a family where, you know, even like uh, the Wi-Fi is off after a certain time. Uh, this chickens, she has bees now on her property. I know. I'm super excited about the bees. Yeah. I love bees. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, it's a beautiful space. So one, you're getting out of that regular life or environment where you're exposed to all these triggers and behaviors. So now you're into a different spot. You're in a safer spot, something that allows you to get into a more regulated state. Um, and it's my, my friend Jasmine calls it a very relatively masculine uh, retreat. Uh, doesn't mean we're doing burpees or anything, but you know, there's, there's, there's uh, you know, you come in, there's the workshop with you. Uh, where they work through the subconscious and the conflicts and work through that before they get into that mushroom ceremony. Now, the mushroom ceremony, the dosage, first of all, people get screened. Uh, it's not like every person's going to do it. Uh, there's a screening process. There's an intention setting process. Uh, and then once they're there, everyone's dosage is different. I'm not blowing up everyone's minds like, yeah, yeah, everyone takes three grams um, or more. It's I've had people take just one gram. I've had people microdose and stay in it. It's just being in that space. There's a specific playlist that gets curated because the music guides the journey. Um, you go through that experience. There's delicious food. The next day we get into combo. So pretty much the whole day, pretty much 9 to 3 p.m.-ish is just combo. And, and you're not doing the whole day. You have time to relax while you're not receiving the combo. Um, so that's a relatively relaxed day, except when you have your combo, it's pretty intense. Um, and then again, we have lunch. We, you know, have time to like, just go out, process what you've gone through in the last two ceremonies. Uh, we meet in the evening. There's, there's food, there's lots of food and it's organic home cooked. Sandy puts so much fucking love into it. It's insane. Uh, it's almost too much love. Sometimes I'm like, Sandy, it's okay. It's okay. If the two people eat the extra rice. It's all right. Like you don't need to make another bowl of it. Uh, but she's fucking phenomenal. Her whole family is just so loving. Um, but then in the evening we have like a, either probably a group meditation. Uh, and that's where we do Hape and Sananga. So we do Hape and Sananga circles, um, which is again, so powerful. It's interesting because those two in some ways are almost maybe even more popular than the other two ceremonies in some ways. Uh, I think because they're, you know, they're not psychedelic. Uh, they're relatively less intense. Uh, 
but like people, the feedback in from those two that that circle is beautiful. It's just like, wow, this happened, and then I felt this and this, and I was able to process this. Um, so it's a very powerful time. And then in the the next day, uh, we have some fun stuff where, where we do some ice bath and sauna. So there's rounds of like you get into the ice bath, then you go in the sauna, and we do three rounds of that. Uh, and then we have like a tribe breakfast and, you know, closing ceremony. And then we cry a little bit and we, we, we leave. Uh, but the work's not done. You know, obviously for me, it's really important that you've had these massive experiences because it's intense. It's three days of relatively intense stuff. Like you're going to go through some pretty significant shifts. And after that, you know, again, I will be sending them the workbook, go through that. And then they each get a somatic integration call. Uh, it's optional because I don't, I don't want to also force someone into, you have to do this. Um, but most people do. And that's, that's part of that integration where we now figure out, you know, either we figure out an action plan for your integration or sometimes it just, you know what, help me make sense. I need a, I need a sounding board. And that's what I, I become uh, where they just talk about, oh, this, this, this is what I experienced and this is what's coming up for me. And sometimes I may just ask some questions and that gives them some more clarity to be like, okay, that makes sense. That feels true to me. And then they can, you know, integrate that themselves. So um, in, incredible evening, uh, well, not evening, sorry, uh, weekend, um, really powerful. Um, so yeah, and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to include a link to access this information and you. Uh because sure. um, the next one that's coming up is in August, the end of August, but you do run them throughout the year. So if anybody yeah. is like, oh, I missed out on this one, or if they're listening to this podcast and it's December. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah. So this, this is going to be the last one for the year because then I'm going to Peru for an apprenticeship. Uh, but then we'll, we'll most likely every year run four of these. So I know yeah. I'm kind of excited that like I'm the last guest of the year. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's kind of cool. Yeah. And, and the thing with the Align Retreat, what I've always envisioned and what I've been doing is there's always a, a, a special magician at each Align. Uh, so there, the, the, there was one where it was my friend Heather, who's just a magician with sound and music. So she not only did she play sound for the entire fucking three hours of the mushroom ceremony live and she's singing and oh my God. Uh, but even let's say during the combo, she was playing music because it's frequency and it helps you purge and it helps you move stuff. Um, so she was one of them. Then my dear friend Jasmine was in the last one where she's amazing with human design. Like she has a way of presenting human design in such a simple practical way uh, so she wasn't there and so now and now you're here and so the goal is to keep having magicians that can bring their gifts and provide that you know that that little extra edge that deepens people's experience and brings different modalities together because i yeah. think the other interesting thing for people too is to understand that sometimes our journey we need different things totally. We, totally. maybe we need some subconscious work. Maybe we need some plant medicine. Maybe we need traditional whatever. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. It is okay yeah. to combine things. Yeah. And it's okay to use traditional methods of healing. I think there's yeah. this, and this will lead us into our next kind of, I think there's this 
misconception in the spiritual world that like if you're spiritual you can only do spiritual things and this even comes down to like trauma stuff like you've been studying trauma a lot of things get blown out of proportion because Mm -hmm. again people read books and then they go teach it (laughs) so what do you say when people come to you and they're like well like, I don't, I don't know if the plant medicines for me, because I have to take this medication or I'm doing like, how do you bring it all together for people and help them understand that? Like, it's okay. Yeah, totally. Um, So obviously from a safety perspective, because my first priority is the person's safety. That's number one. Um, so there, there's obviously a screening process where I make sure there's no contraindications and it's actually safe. For example, I had someone who wanted to bring his, he was fine. His screening process was fine. Um, he wanted to bring his girlfriend with him in the ceremony. And I said, great. I went through the intake form and she's on bipolar meds. And that's a big no-no with psychedelics. Um, so now, as much as we both think it's a misdiagnosis, doesn't matter. The point is her medical practitioner has put her on these medications and she is taking them. So for me, that's a hard no. Sorry, I can't serve you. Um, so right there, we, you know, we screen people out that it's not safe for. Um, and that applies to everything. That applies to even combo. Like I, I would not do combo uh, for anyone, even if there's like a 5% risk. Like um, we don't need that. So uh, one, there's a screen process. The other side of that is, is just that, right? There's, I think from a holistic uh, community or a, uh, the spiritual community, there is a little bit of shame around, oh, medications are bad. Antidepressants are bad. It's, it's all big pharma bullshit or whatever. I know at one point that was me on that end of the spectrum. Oh, me too. I was right there yeah. with you. I was like, oh. Totally. But now I realize that, no, it does help some people. Sometimes people need that to even just function. Mm-hmm. So that's their choice. And it's perfectly okay. Let's take the fucking shame and guilt and all that. And again, just the more I study trauma, I, I my level of compassion has changed. My, the way I coach people has changed. Um, and so just realizing that, okay, this is where you are. Like I'm, I'm working with a few people with addictions and um, like, yeah, addictions, for example. And I never, never, my, go- my intention or my vibration is never, I want to help you stop the addiction. Uh, my, it's never, there's no guilt or shame. Um, I totally understand. I totally understand why you're doing that. I have my own addictions. I've had addictions. I have addictions. And the more, again, I study trauma, I'm like, I get it. You know, I had someone tell me like, hey, I'm, I, I feel so horrible. I've been drinking. I've been using drugs. And I, my response to her is like, of course you are. I get it. You just had someone pass away that was like your mother to you. Go for it. I'm not encouraging you. But I totally get it. And I don't, I'm not telling you to stop it either. But come do some combo. Remove that from your system. Maybe it'll help you reset your nervous system. Right? Like, so my goal is to meet them where they are. Right? And maybe pull them just one step forward. 
Hey, let, and let me walk with you. I don't want to drag you. I don't want to pull you. I have zero expectations of how you should be. Let me just walk with you in this process. And if there's something that I can provide you, here it is, right? Mm-hmm. And if you, if you are, you know, choosing to still use these things, I'm going to sit with you and I'll make sure you do it safely, Yeah. right? Or you don't push yourself over the edge. Right. And so that's all I'm doing. And that's always my, my, uh, my intention and my work. Um, so yeah, like I, when someone's coming with these medications or whatever, um, I say, that's fine. Just, you know, maybe something like an antidepressant, just don't, if you can, maybe don't take it a couple of days leading up to the ceremony. If you can, um, I've had someone who cannot, sleep without uh i think thc cbd one of those or both of those she needs to sleep and she was coming to the retreat i said okay uh try this tea see if it helps you sleep take this kind of magnesium see if it helps you sleep and so we worked with some stuff a couple of weeks leading up to the ceremony and i said great you know and for her it was like a no it was like i know it's not helping i need this thing i said great no problem take it just don't take it on the day of the ceremony. And that's what she did. And she was fine. Great. And then the next day she went back on it. Great. Good. You know, so. Um, I love I, how it's such a, a personalized experience. Yeah. And I'm assuming if people wanted to hop on a call with you and just yeah. discuss things, they can do that. I yeah. think it's super important for people to understand that this is yeah. a unique journey and we're all different totally yeah and and this is how i run it someone else may not they may have their own magic they may have their own stuff um and like you know we will always attract people who are meant to either be a mirror or be like yep you have the wisdom that i need right now in my stage of my life um or the medicine or whatever but um you know, this again, nothing wrong with someone being just curious. Yeah, I just want to see what this thing is about. Great. This is the process. And I may not push them on the workbook and the this and the that. I may say, I have these things. This is how I run it. And they can choose. They can choose what they want. At the end of the day, they all have choice. Yeah. Uh, since that none of this is set in stone because I don't have expectations from you. You know, you, I, don't, I don't need you to be any other way. So here's the resources. This is how I run it. If you feel this is right for you, great, let's work together. And even as we work together, you can pick the things that you want to do, right? You don't want to do the somatic integration call? Perfect, that's fine. No problem. You know, you you love the workbook and that's what you want to focus on? Beautiful, let's do that. I'm here, text me, call me, right? Um, so again, I think just that everyone has their way of doing things. And this is not just in this, you know, combo or spiritual community, this applies to everything, right? Like I'm sure there are people who do NLP and hypnosis and all those things and psyche, but they have their, one, they have their own essence. They have the presence of the practitioner and then they have their ways of doing things, right? There's, there's so many people who serve combo. I have my way of doing combo, right? Uh, and even just in between combo, coming from that holistic nutrition background, I try and support people in between treatments, you know, understanding. I think that's also something that, which is why I said, like, I think everything has been training for these 
these moments right now because the way I understand human chemistry and the nervous system and sleep and hormones, I bring that into all of these medicines, you know, whether it's, you know, let's say the psychedelics, after you've done a mushroom ceremony, your serotonin receptors are fried. Okay. Take magnesium and 5-HTP after for a few days. It'll help you. Right. But not every practitioner is doing that because that's not that that's not their lens. They have their own lens and they, they do what they do. Right. So um, I think, yeah, it, it's all of this has been training for this. And this is training for God knows what else. You know, so hopefully next year I might be serving ayahuasca. So we'll see because that's a whole different medicine. I love, I've loved watching you go through all of this journey. It's been super like interesting and just watching you like open to receiving different ways of doing things and different ways of being. And like, even just watching you go to the Everest base camp thing, like it's all been very like cool and beautiful to watch. So I'm grateful that I get to be a part of your journey because it's very, it's just, totally. I can't like, wait to see a massive part. You've been such a massive part of the, the process, no doubt. And I always tell people like, whenever they ask me or they ask me about my journey or they ask me about you, like someone reached out the other day asking about you. The one thing I tell people is she helped me change my life. And that's not a cliche exaggeration. You know, we say that about a lot of things, right? Like change my life, man, change my life like literally fucking changed my life, like a whole nother tangent. Right. So um, yeah, like you're, you're one of those people who've literally seen the trajectory. Um, so I, it's like fascinating. The person I met compared to who you are. I mean, we both are completely yeah. different, but you live completely different. <laughs> yeah, and, and I'm very grateful that you loved both of them. Yeah. You know I mean? Like, I think that's one of the things I've learned from, different teachers and you included is I don't expect you to change. I'll help you, but I'm fine with how you are right now. And I think that's such a, I think we all are craving for that, you know, for people or whatever to, to just tell us these things in whatever way, whether it's, you know, the spiritual beings telling us this or, you know, a quote on Instagram or a person, you know, or anything, whatever. We're always looking. I think that's such a core need we all have is for, to be told that, you know what, you're great as you are with, yeah. with all your magic, with all your neurosis, with all your problems, all your fuckery and all your greatness, you're great. You're fine. You know, I think. And so, so it's been, um, beautiful receiving that from you well and it's interesting too because with what you do and with what i do we're not healing people Mm -hmm. we're empowering them totally to heal themselves yeah that's that's a big part of my i guess work is return power to people like yes me too empower people (laughs) yeah yeah once you have the power great. I don't need you to stay with me for the rest of my life. Like, right. You beautiful. Um, but that's not my intention ever, you know, but that's a cool thing too, because it's like, I've 
had people work with me for years. You've had people work with you for years. It's not because they have to. It's because every time you start to grow and expand and experience these new things, it's like, what the fuck can I do now? Where else can I go? What else can I access? What, 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 where can I go? Which is why it's so cool. Yeah, totally. I love this. I think you'll be back again for another episode because we have a lot more stuff to talk about, but I love, I just wanted to expose, I wanted to expose you. (laughs) I I wanted to share you with people and just have you talk a bit about like the plant medicine and stuff because I know there's a lot of misconceptions out there so if anybody wants to experience this stuff I'm gonna have links to you in the show notes if you're interested in the align retreat which happens in August I'll have a link to that and honestly I could not think of anybody better to lead people through a retreat thank you so much like this so thank you for hanging out with me today it's kind of impromptu we were like we need to talk about this stuff because it'll just be good but we do have a lot more to talk about so you will definitely be back so thank you thank you thank you so much for joining me today you have no idea how much i love and appreciate you for taking time to listen because shows like this are not possible without people like you you can find me over on instagram at underscore brenda johnson tag me to post and let me know what your favorite episode has been And if there's something that you want to hear, let me know. Shoot me a DM and I'm always going to get back to you. I want this podcast to help as many people as possible. So please take a moment if you can to leave me an honest comment and review so I know what you think of the show. And if you could, help me spread the love by hitting that share button. 